Welcome to All Things Vegas, nourishing self-care for the helping professional. During our time together, we will explore a wide variety of topics relating to self-care, all especially geared to the helping professional. Our guests are all thought leaders and cutting-edge providers in their respective fields of endeavor. They will offer not only helpful insights, but practical skills that you can begin to use immediately. James served in the U.S. Navy for 20 years, retiring with an honorable discharge. He's been practicing a form of Reiki most of his life, but his formal training actually started in April of 2010. He is now a Reiki master and teacher. James is also an advanced to trained craniosacral therapist with a focus on helping pregnant moms from conception through birthing. He also works with adults, children, and infants who seek relaxation, restful sleep, more energy, mental focus, clarity, and calm in their lives, as well as freedom from pain. If you're interested in learning more about James's work, his website address is in the show notes. James, thank you so very much for joining us today on our All Things Vegas podcast. Really looking forward to our conversation and really appreciate you taking the time to join us today. I appreciate you inviting me to be a part of this. I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be fun. Me too. We'll have a great conversation, I'm sure. James and I have known each other for quite some time and we have a lot of pretty similar ideas around how we take care of ourselves and all of the complimentary and maybe kind of a little out there kinds of things that we can do for ourselves to take care of ourselves. And one of the things that I think is really important is if we can start out by talking about today the idea of grounding. So part of why I'm wanting to start here is because I think there's maybe some misinformation about what grounding even is and what it's about and how important it is and how we can go about doing that for ourselves and maybe also recognizing how do we know when we're not grounded? Great question. The first one is how do we know that we need to ground is maybe we're in a situation that fear is coming up or we have some anxiety or stress within our body. Those are some signs that says, take a moment, ground myself, figure out what is happening here and how I need to respond to what's going on within my system. That's one of those big ways of really recognizing. And when I'm just in my head, I'm literally not feeling my body, which also when I take a second, I might feel like, oh, I've got some fear going on this situation. What would grounding, taking that time to do a practice, whatever that ends up looking like. And I will come back to that and talk about what those are is, so what does that accomplish for us? Why do we care? Why do we want to do that? Oh, what it accomplishes first and foremost, it helps to take some of the stress and anxiety out of our system, which takes us from a sympathetic mode. We're in a heightened mode of literally adrenaline trying to engage with our environment, but a heightened place that is not healthy. We got a bunch of adrenaline flowing through us that actually can create all kinds of physical problems. So grounding gives us an opportunity to get out of that so that our body can start getting back into the parasympathetic mode, better known as self-healing mode. So this is an ideal way of just being some self-care in the moment. The idea being is that when we start to recognize that sympathetic upregulation is necessary, we all need it. Mm-hmm. When it when we need it, we need it, right? right. But it's also catabolic. Yeah, it is. And it can be cascading as well. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure that we're not up-regulating our systems to the point of where 
we're having adrenaline fatigue, our environment we live in sort of has us at that heightened state. So realizing that and grounding, which you know we'll cover in a minute, what does that really mean, helps my body to move out of that state and self back to self-healing so it can take care of itself. Which is anabolic, anabolic. you know, the opposite. So it's a storing of resources that then allows us to prepare for whatever. That's right. For when we do need to do this in the right time instead of constantly being there. And then when we need that extra energy, we don't have it. Which I think is a huge reason to go into a grounded state and staying a grounded state as much as actually possible. So how do people do that? I mean, what are some ways, can we just list some ways that people can actually facilitate this grounding experience for your body and your mind Mm -hmm. so that we can go into that anabolic state of- There's a whole bunch out there. So I guess one that comes to mind right away is earthing. That is when people take off their shoes and socks. And unfortunately, we're getting to where you can't do that outside. But take off their shoes and socks and go and put their feet on the grass or in the earth or on the pile of leaves, whatever feels really comfortable. That's a good way of connecting with that energy. Another way is doing exercise, doing some exercise. Get that extra energy out, get back into your body. Going out, believe it or not, tree huggers, getting out there and hugging a tree. Going for a hike in the woods where your body just comes in, that energy of all the trees, you know, those are two of the really good ones. Others, getting your feet in the water in the river, letting that flow of the water just bring you back in and help you to be aware of what's going on in your system. If I'm in a meeting and something is going on in the meeting, let's say that there's a discussion that I'm uncomfortable with and I feel this this stress coming up, I feel anxiety coming up, I can't really say, see you guys later, I'm going to go out and hug a tree during the middle of this meeting. So what if I'm in that situation? What can I do? Well, if you're in that situation, and this takes practice beforehand, but you can even start right now just listening here is picture what you feel like when you're grounded in the woods, your feet is on the ground. Myself, I right now have roots of a thousand-year-old oak tree coming out of my feet. It helps me literally to downregulate, put me in an environment where I'm calm and where that stress and anxiety just goes out. Those The key is practice before prep a little bit of, hey, I do this. Some folks do yoga. Some folks go lift weights. Some folks run. These are how they get in their body. Can't do that in the middle of a meeting. So find something that works for you so you can, your go-to in a snap of a finger. I'm back here. Okay. Just, again, taking advantage of how we our nervous system is wired that we can recreate that environment regardless of where we are. Oh, yeah. Mentally. Mentally. And I, for one, my little go-to is I always have little rocks in my pocket or little stones. (laughs) Cool. I have three, too. (laughs) Right now. Literally. Yeah. And there is something about the tactile, like just reaching in my pocket and just feeling the weight of that little stone is Mm -hmm. very, to me. And and again, I think you have to train yourself to experience it that way. Yes, exactly. There's thousands of ways out there. And then practice. Yeah, practice, practice, practice. Setting this foundation of grounding, when we start to look at, and again, we were talking about this whole idea of being able to recognize where we are, when we're there. And I think this probably also helps us set up for being healthier and actually healing. 
Oh, absolutely. In so many ways. Can you speak more to that tapping into that frequency or that resonance of health and healing and well-being, what that looks like? Our body vibrates at a specific frequency along with the earth. It's called a Schumann resonance for the earth. And that was 7.83 hertz plus or minus 0.05 hertz. But things evolve, and our planet right now is exhibiting over 100 hertz across the globe, sometimes all the way up to 800 hertz, which affects us as beings on this planet and all other beings. It affects all of us and literally can push us out of our body or all the way up into our mind. So knowing that even the thing we're standing on is asking us to evolve And that's being aware again. Look, oh, I'm feeling very hyper. I'm feeling this. Well, I would even say that it's not only the environment you're in, it is the planet itself. So it's affecting our frequency and all of our body. We're all energy. If you take the energy off, well, that's the the heart monitor. Literally, when the energy leaves the body, it stops. So we have frequency for all organs. But when our body is centered and grounded and Ultimately, within itself, we're at a higher frequency for healing, if that makes sense, the ability of doing that. So I'm guessing from what you're saying that we are, as human beings, our frequencies are fairly adaptable when we have the ability to work with that and notice that and be aware of it and attend to it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because the key is awareness. Even animals, if they're not aware that there's a fire coming, well, they're not going to make it out of the fire. We need to know what the fire is within our own system that is not allowing us to have an optimum health. So focusing in on it, being aware of it, and some cases going and finding a doctor or finding a Reiki practitioner or other folks that can help them. I think that when we really recognize that we are all energy and that we are frequencies and that things have to match in order for us to do well, we have to be able to resonate with the frequency in a particular situation or be able to adapt to that. The whole idea of being adaptable and thinking that when we can't be adaptable, then that can create some problems. Dis-ease. Dis-ease. Yeah, it can. It can. So what sets us up for that in this realm of resonance and frequency in your experience? I would say first and foremost is ignoring the signals within the body. First thing is ignoring those tensions, those stresses. In fact, I can't take a fully deep breath. Well, that diaphragm is telling you that you're under a lot more stress than you realize. Mm -hmm. And when we become aware of that, when we can change that. But the biggest thing is, what's the body doing? Where are we at? I think also being able to stay curious without a lot of self-judgment around it might also be a really useful way to explore our experiences. Absolutely. We've got to stay non-self-judgmental. Oh, this is going on. Might be because of what I did, but don't then all of a sudden belittle yourself. Go, oh, oh, that didn't function well for me, so let's not do that again or do that in moderation. Yeah, taking self-judgment out of what's really going on in your awareness is probably the biggest plus I've learned in my life is self-practice, is self-healing, grounding, and all those others that are available to us. This whole idea with the frequency of the earth changing, mm-hmm. can you say a bit more about 
how that potentially influences us and our well-being as human beings, as individuals? Mm-hmm. Well, first and foremost, what I have read as well as what have I experienced is we're changing it at the DNA level, evolutionary process. But on a day-to-day basis, it is forcing us into a higher frequency. It is opening up some people's ability to have intuition or heighten their intuition. Can we bring it back to everyday practicality? How do I work with my discomfort or my lack of comfort with how my body is feeling? Are there some skills that people can do for themselves? Mm. Well, that will help. Yes, absolutely. And, and the biggest skill is, again, awareness. Because when we're aware, we get to change. Where am I at right now? I get to change that if the change is needed. Some of the skills are simply just deep breathing. One that I like to teach folks is simply doing an ear pull where you put your fingers at the openings of your ears, ear canal, grabbing the ear, coming behind you, pulling gently five grams of pressure. By the way, folks, put a nickel on the back of your hand. (laughs) Understand that five grams is incredibly light and out at a 45 degree and hold that for a minute to two minutes on a daily basis, maybe two or three times a day, but at least once a day. And you're actually opening up the cranium by just doing that. You're stretching the tentorum. You're allowing more cerebral spinal fluid to flow. And what's that also doing is helping to relax your central nervous system, the whole thing that governs everything. And that's a very simple way of doing that because you're working with a lot more than just simply your ears. You're moving plates in your skull. And in a way that is really accessible, it sounds like. Oh, it's very accessible. We can all do it. And five grams of pressure very gently and pulling out at a 45-degree angle. This is one of the many practices you can do for yourself to help bring your central nervous system down and to calm and literally just take a moment to focus on self. Kind of get out of the upregulation that comes along with our perceptions of the world around us. Exactly. That is really an awesome and easy to do suggestion. And you're saying a couple, three times a day if, if you, know, you can? Yeah, if you can. And I just want to clarify, because what popped into my head as I was listening to you talk about this is that I would imagine that for those of us who have whacked our heads at some point during our lives, that this could be really helpful. And I also am going to since you mentioned the tentorum, that the whole idea might be that those of us who have maybe not whacked our heads mm-hmm. at some point in our lives, just the act of living and having restrictions and muscle tension other places in the body can also create these kinds of problems as well. Oh, absolutely. I don't know of anybody who has not rode a bicycle and not had a little accident. <laughs> Montana, we ski, we fall on our tushy. And I get clients that go, well, how come I've got headaches? I've never hit my head. I'm like, well, because your lower back is pulling on your spinal cord, which is literally trying to pull your head through that little opening at the bottom of your skull. So believe it or not, just doing ear pulls actually helps to relieve that because that's all attached. So as we wind up this conversation yes. today, is there anything that we didn't touch on that you want to make sure that our listeners know? The biggest thing is really find what grounding is to you, what that feels like, and put a program of self-care in there. We all write down on our calendars, 
appointments, everything else, make an appointment with yourself to take care of self and honor that just as much as you would honor going to a doctor appointment or picking up your kids at 3.30 in the afternoon. You are just as important. Take care of you.